0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? BC here. Welcome back. Uh, Another episode of Supreme Being. I'm bringing you another curveball here, another interview. I don't do them too often, you guys know, but uh, uh, I'll skip some of the introductory stuff and get right into it. Zach um, is a real estate agent up in Washington. He's been killing it. Uh, I know he's been following me for a long time and I had to bring him on because he has a good story and he's absolutely slaying uh, this business. So, Zach, welcome to the show, bro.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on, dude. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so for the people who don't know you, dude, quick introduction. I always say people cannot introduce themselves better than they themselves. So go for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, I'm a realtor up in uh, Spokane, Washington. So like about four hours out of Seattle. I've uh, been licensed for about almost a year and a half now and just started my own team. Probably next month, we'll have about 10 guys growing fast. Uh, I think my first year and a half, I did about 50, 60 deals. So I've been I've been rolling. Our market's not huge up here, but yeah, man, it's, I love this business. And I got started pretty much, uh, washing dishes when I was in college, listening to you, dude. (laughs) That's
0: crazy, man. So you've had a tremendous amount of success, dude, 50, 60 homes for somebody a year, year and a half in the business is like, you're probably in the top half percent or 1%. Um, was there anything in particular you did or did you just roll your sleeves up and get to work?
1: Oh man, I think a lot of it, I think the best thing I heard from when you told me uh, or I guess your videos uh, was just to follow like one person. Like a lot of people nowadays, they follow too many people. So I don't think I've listened to another person for like two years, dude. And so I think just having like one source just was able to keep me so focused and not have all these distractions. And then I just rolled my sleeves up and went and uh, I had some success in cars um, before I did this and that helped tremendously. A lot of guys, um, in the car world. Cause I mean, man, if you can sell a car, you can do this. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to sell cars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. What would you say are your attributes that allowed you to be successful in real estate right away?
1: Um, probably my, like, I don't admit, I don't know, probably my genuine care for people. You know what I'm saying? Just like my attitude to serve. And then probably like Uh, a lot of stuff that you talk about or I just don't really give a fuck what people think about me. You know, I'm just myself, you know, I try to do my best. Um, And I think that's, that's very genuine and very rare nowadays. So I think people kind of cling to that energy and I think it helped, you know, make people comfortable and I like to study a lot. So I'm just always studying my market. So it makes it easy. You know, in the middle of Corona, man, I beat 14 offers on a house. So, I mean, it's crazy up here. It's hot.
0: So you mentioned something about really not caring what people think. Were you always like that? Or is that something you've developed?
1: I think I'm, I've always been naturally like that. So when I started watching your videos, I was like, you know, I think growing up and it's such a rare thing, uh, you know, I think, you know, you, sometimes you'd be like, especially when you don't know other people think like that. Right. Cause I came from like a broken family. I didn't know people thought that. So I was like, man, I think I'm kind of weird, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, you start like getting around other people and you're, you can, you use it, you know, to help you grow and succeed and whatever you're trying to do. So, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, and I kind of dealt with the same thing in certain aspects, dude, because I would be going through the same thing where i disagreed with the majority of people on a particular subject and because i didn't understand that dynamic yet uh i would get so much backlash from other people it got to the point where i would literally start asking myself like do i have an issue like am i mentally like disabled because like you're, yes yeah, like you're yeah. questioning yourself yeah, yeah. exactly dude that's crazy yeah
1: man. that's crazy i've never met someone that got that like in depth with that but yeah there was, i remember um, back in the day, I'm like, dude, I must be like dumber than a box of potatoes, just like that, dude. You know, I was like, man, people think I'm wild and crazy, and then it's like, here, you know, you just get around people like modern success, yeah. people like that who think similarly. It's just crazy, man. Yeah,
0: it's cool. So, you know, one thing that comes with that, dude, that I think you brought up as well, that I want to talk a little bit about is, you know, it kind of draws a line, and you know, what people see is what they get, right? They're not. Dealing with like a lot of people will point to individuals in our industry and say well, they're fake You know, they just they are people pleaser. They're a, a yes, man So what you brought up is true because I think that's one of the strongest um, Effects you can create especially in sales. So mm-hmm. um, Yeah You know now that you're building your team are you putting measures in place because you mentioned people that think this way? That's not normal Are you putting certain measures in place to pass that on to them? And if you are kind of, what are some things that you're doing to make sure that they kind of follow those, uh, those steps?
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is this industry, man. And I mean, you know, the training sucks training. is nowhere good. And then if you go train, you know, it's kind of like a job and they'll hand you scripts, which aren't bad. Scripts can be good, but you know, sometimes it's over the top to where it's like, you might as well be working a nine to five and you have no freedom. And you're like, your brokers like dad, and you're like, Hey dad, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And so I, I teach a lot of my guys, like, listen, I'm going to give you enough. Um, you know, we're going to talk more about how to think, how to live your life, how to talk to people, how you're doing your word track rather than, you know, all that other kind of stuff. And, and, and a lot of how I train them too, is in the moment. I think real estate's huge, right? Cause you can say, Hey, here's how you write a contract. Here's how you should talk to someone in this situation but I like right when they need me, I'm like, Hey man, just, my phone's always open. Give me a ring and I'll mm-hmm. boom right there. And then they learn, right. They're in the moment and they're like, Oh yeah, that's good. Rather than sitting them in a class for three hours and they're like in and out the whole time, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's something that I would do too, where like, um, uh, I would teach people just enough. And then when that situation arose where they were kind of looking over the shoulder to me, I'm like, You got this, do it. Just to make them a little bit uncomfortable and give them that experience. Cause you're right. Mm -hmm. I've been saying that it's learned by actively doing it versus, you know, technology, I think has kind of driven a wedge uh, between people because they look at our industry and they're like, oh, I can just watch, you know, Zach's videos and I know everything about real estate. Well, you don't. Yeah. Right. You got to get in and do it. So they have this false belief that, oh, I'm prepared. I've studied my scripts. I know all the scenarios. I'm good. Then the first time they get on a phone, their heart's (laughs) beating and they freeze and they don't know what to say. So,
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that picture you post. It always says it's the phone and it says, pick me up. I'm making money. Oh man. I, I, uh, there's one time when I first started, um, this realtor, I couldn't get a hold of him. I was trying to get his house bought and I sent him that picture and then he called me right away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy.
0: That's funny, dude. So as far as like your activities, let's break that down. Like your day-to-day activities. Are you doing a lot of like the old school stuff, calling, knocking? Are you open house? Are you social media? What does that look like for you generating leads?
1: Yeah. Oh, um, a lot of it, we actually, me and my lender Hunter Zier, shout out Hunter. Um, we, uh, we met this guy from Facebook on Facebook ads out of Canada and dude, we've been doing these Facebook leads up here. And they're just, our ROI is like 15 or 20 to one. It's been insane. Wow. So, like, it, he's a magician. And then, uh, so we've been doing a lot of, I guess, probably the just a lead base. But, I mean, a lot of, I know a lot of people up here, man. I bounced around a lot of schools when I was younger. So, when I started going at first, mm-hmm. I just got so many referrals. And I still continued. I mean, I probably get a referral at, at maybe every two or three weeks, maybe three up to three or four every few weeks it's crazy so
0: now a lot of people struggle with that dude they're like well i don't want to bug people i know now did did you Mm -hmm. not deal with that were you actively reaching out to them or was you just posting your stuff and it just kind of attracted them
1: yeah i don't mind bugging my friends (laughs) that's easy for me yeah yeah i think that just goes back to being yourself and just getting started and i think just having that balance of like hey man listen you know uh, I'm not trying to bug you. I just want to, you know, be successful and help you. And I think coming at it as like at a genuine way. And if someone gets pissed off at you for that, you can't get mad at that. You just got to be like, all right, they're being, you know, they're being a dick. Can't let that get to you.
0: Absolutely. So if you were to like break down, um, out of all the transaction you've done, do you know what percentage is listing versus buyers?
1: Ooh, uh, very, it's more buyer heavy because we're such a seller's market up here. I mean, every house man gone in three or four days, my, uh, one of my team members, Dustin, he wrote a, a contract, I think, for 45000 over ask the other day and didn't get it. Wow. I don't know if it's like that down there, but that's how it is here. And I mean, people waive inspections. and do all sorts of crazy stuff that, I mean, it's it's hard to get a house right now, man. It's And it's hard to get a listing because there's no expireds. There's no like, mm-hmm. you know, I watched a lot of those and I, I want to do them, but there's none. There's no for sale mm-hmm. by owners. There's like, you know, they put it on the market and it's gone in two or three days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been like that too, dude. There's no inventory. I think we have like two months worth of inventory here, if that. We have most, uh...
1: We have less than a month, dude. Wow, that's that's, that's crazy.
0: What a feeding frenzy, bro! It's like all the piranhas are out, right? <laughs> Seriously,
1: which is crazy because it's Corona, but I mean, that's a, you can't ever fear like the market. You know, you just gotta work and not worry about that. People are always out there looking for houses or trying to sell. You know.
0: Yeah. And that's something I brought up like in the very like first day that we were locked down and this whole thing came out. I said, look, now more than ever, the public's going to look at us for our expertise and our guidance because they're going to come to you and say, well, I want to buy a house, but is it the right time? What does the market look like? And you brought up that you study your market all the time. So I wanted to ask you that. What are you doing? Like one, two or three things that you're doing maybe on a daily basis or weekly basis to really stay on top of your market and your local area?
1: Yeah. um, uh, There's, there's some, 1% guys here that I'm friends with, but uh, I call a lot of them because they get a lot of listings, ask them questions. Um, I call, uh, you know, just a lot of people see, you know, traction, uh, study trends, graphics, um, do a lot of comp work. I just, I mean, I'm looking at the MLS every day. I'm just seeing it, studying it always in front of me, you know, because you never know, you get a lead and you're like, boom, get them approved through the pipe. And then you already know like three or four houses that you're like, this is going to work for them perfectly. So just always being in front and ahead of things.
0: Glad you brought that up because that's what I tell people. And then they think that I'm saying some spooky magician shit and there's something else to study in the market. <laughs> I'm like, dude, go on your MLS and take a look at what happened a month yeah. ago, three months ago, what's happening now. That's how you predict possibly what's going to happen in the future. And that's how you know the market. But people think yep. that we subscribe to some special website that gives us all the insider info. You know, and it's just—I—I I think a lot of people—and—and and I'll toss this to you—they overcomplicate this business. It's so simple. Buyer wants, to, seller wants to sell, right? So, have yeah. you fallen prey to overcomplicating it, or what have you done actively to keep it simple on a daily basis for you?
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that. We're on the same wavelength, dude. Because I was about to say, man, people overcomplicate this industry. <laughs> just yeah. listening to you say that, and I mean, for me, it's been—I think this job is. So this is what I say. I say it's 80% service, 20% sales, or your 20% sales will make you hundred percent of your money. So that's what I always say. Um, you know, you got it, but you know, the sales part's important, but it's just, you know, listening, treating people right. Um, I, I, and it's just never been more complicated. Again, I think it comes from, cause I came from cars, man. And that is convoluted. It's complicated. Everyone thinks you're a piece of shit. Everyone thinks you're out to get them and rip them off. And they're like, what is this guy doing? And you have to fight through all this bullshit, you know, where, like you were saying earlier, most realtors are paper pushers, man. They don't, they don't, they're, they're not, they don't they are got, I don't know how to explain it, but they're, they're almost, there's no substance there, you know, there's a lot of them are just, all right, I'll write the contract for you, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just a simple thing, man, just get ahead of the pack.
0: Yeah. As the old, old schoolers say, they don't have the chops. They don't have the realtor chops. <laughs> yeah. You know? The uh, chops.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For you brought sure, up something
0: man. interesting, dude. You said service. So, and I'm, I'm a strictler on that with my team, right? Like we have a, 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 you know, very strict process. We do things right. Keep people updated, yeah. give them checklists. Is there anything like, you don't have to give everything away, but is there like one or two things yeah. you do in particular that you think sets you and your team apart from everybody else from a service standpoint. Cause I think that's huge and I'm glad you said it.
1: Yeah. Um, just like what you're saying and, uh, and just being available, man, like being a realtor, super, I mean, there's, there's hard things to it, but like, just answer your phone. I mean, man, how many do you guys know down there that just don't answer their phone? And you're like, you could be three times a realtor, man, if you just picked up your phone two or three more times. But yeah, a lot of the checklists and uh, going over the process and letting them know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause it's like, they're all learning like a different language, man. You know, it's tough for a lot of people. They're like, and you'll tell them tell them 55 times and they're still like, I don't really get it, but this guy's good. you know. <laughs> so they're Like I trust him, but you know, so yeah, a lot of that just a lot of the same stuff that you're saying.
0: Yeah. So I, I wanted to highlight, you mentioned expectations and like when I meet with a buyer on a buyer consultation or sometimes with a seller, I find if we're going to look at like how we process, right, the market and real estate versus what they mm-hmm. perceive it to be, uh, I would say nine out of 10 times their perception of it is like completely ass backwards <laughs> yeah. in California. Is it the same over there in Washington for you?
1: Oh yeah. A lot of it, especially kids I'm 26. So a lot of the kids, my age are like, Oh yeah. My dad said I need 20% down. I'm like, dude, no. And we have like first time home buyer co- cor- uh classes you can take. Mm-hmm. They'll give you a down payment up here. I mean, they just have no idea. And sometimes they'll think they can get this, crazy amount for selling or they'll, it's just crazy, man. Yeah. I, I, we see the same stuff.
0: Is there anything you're doing in particular with like your sphere of influence or the people who follow you on social media, like everybody there locally to counteract that and kind of put out truth versus some of these misconceptions?
1: Uh, I think the biggest thing in sales is stories. So I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, dropping stories on Facebook and uh, you know, things that I'm doing. And I think I just kind of let people, think for themselves right you know uh, I think I'm doing the right thing and I think the right people will see that so I think like you do you know you stay in front of people a lot you know you're got a good presence so I try to do you know that with um, with you know showing that I can separate myself from other realtors
0: and storytelling is huge I mean you look back to the ancestors for human beings and they would sit around the campfire and tell stories that's how they pass down the knowledge so in yep. comparison to like the regular chalkboard one, two, three, four, five, I believe people mm-hmm. get that too. And additionally, like I noticed when I'd be meeting with people like if, particularly like for a listing, if I'm going back and forth with like this client about price, sometimes they feel like you're attacking them versus if I formulate <laughs> a story and give them my firsthand experience and I'm not talking about mm-hmm. them directly, they kind of, they figure it out versus them feeling like, man, this guy's pressuring me. So, Yeah, you said it best. And I think that's the best way for people to portray it. So one thing that I did, and then I'll throw this question to you is in the beginning when I didn't have those stories, I would have those stories handed down from my teachers and mentors and brokers. Then I'd pass it on to the customer. Is that what you were doing? Or did you do something different, uh, to portray that?
1: Same thing, man. I had a broker, uh, Melissa Murphy, shout out Melissa. Uh, she did a lot of business, man. She does a lot. And, uh, I would just say, yeah, oh, Melissa said this, Melissa said that. And I think that's what's great about being a rookie. And I tell all my guys, I'm like, just you, you've heard enough stories and crap for me to probably make your ears bleed. So just use those out in the field, man. And just, use, to, Hey, my mentor, Oh my coach, or, you know, Hey, my team lead, right. Or whatever. And just drop your story. And it's like weird, man. Stories have like magic. It's like when you put someone in a story, They like put themselves there. You know what I'm saying? You know, you talk about a story, they they put themselves in the shoes and then they try to relate themselves to it to understand.
0: Yeah, man. And if you're told a good story, you remember it forever. You know, and Mm -hmm. there's so many that I pull from my mind, even like on a lot of the lectures on Sundays, I'll just pull a story out of left field that while we were talking, it just popped up like a little pop-up, like on the computer, and I'm like, oh, I'll grab Mm -hmm. this one and it'll be a 20 minute story and people will comment about it and out of the Two hours that I was talking, they'll remember that five or ten-minute story the most. So it's interesting how that works because it literally influences you like on every level. And what you just described, where they put themselves in it, you're like hijacking their mind when you do that. That's- <laughs> yeah, so it is magic. It is magic, dude.
1: Uh, a little NLP isn't that what yeah. it's called, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy,
0: man. So we're <laughs> doing well, man. You're, you're you're killing it, right? You talked about Facebook. You talked about service, which is huge. Educating mm-hmm. people, stories. Um, What do you see maybe in the next like 12 to 18 months for you to get you from 50 60 deals to 100 150 and really get you to really just exponentially explode?
1: Sure, yeah. So, uh, my goal for my team, the dream team of Spokane, is uh, I really want to expand out in Idaho as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so in Spokane, it's really unique. Have you ever heard of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? No, so it's kind of like a resort town, like Shack. Mm -hmm. Has property out there and all these really high-profile people. It's on a lake, so um, we're so close because the border's like thirty minutes. So it's like you're dumb not to get dual agency in both states. So I'm I'm working on that and then just expanding my team um, and just growing and growing with my lender hunter and getting our ad spend where we need to. Uh, There's another guy from EXP up here, Mark Anderson, and I think his team did like three hundred and 20 deals, um, with like 17 agents last year. So I would love to get up to those numbers as a team. That would be great.
0: Hell yeah, man. So listening to your story, somebody like, man, it, it seems so easy. Why do you think so many other agents can't duplicate what you did when there's so many people in the industry listening to you saying, well, it doesn't seem like that complicated. Why do you think there's mm-hmm. such a big disconnect there?
1: I think like what we were talking uh, beforehand off air, the attention span huge, right? Mm-hmm. Attention span, uh, so, many, so many people nowadays, is, they can't stay focused. Um, I think you've got to have a really big why, and I think that why always is ever-changing. I think it's a, a, a strive to be the, the greatest you can, dig deep, be your true unique self, dare to be different, and I think we're missing a lot of those elements, um, and I think that's a lot of the stuff that you pride yourself on, right. And that you want to bring out others and yourself. Um, and I think more people could find those things, right. Then, I mean, the success is out there for everyone and not making it complicated, man. Cause this, this industry is, is pretty simple, honestly.
0: Yeah. Keep it simple. Like I always say, so dude, Short and sweet. I think we're like at the 25 minute mark. Time flies. Uh, Thanks for doing this, dude. Uh, If I'll give you a chance now, if you want to make any announcements, if people want to reach out to you from Spokane or if you want to push your social media, anything you'd like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Dream team of Spokane. Uh, Hit me up Zach Allen. If you're trying to buy and sell in the area or any of my team members, I want to shout out uh, Alejo, Dustin, Jerry, and nick those are my active guys right now we got about five more coming on um i really appreciate you man and look forward to growing our relationship and keep on watching you so i can keep growing for sure
0: Uh, hell yeah man killing it dude you're definitely setting the example bro appreciate you thanks man all right everybody every monday and wednesday 7 p.m pacific standard time supreme being peace